Hey guys, welcome to the after show for Bull, where we are reviewing season one, episode four, called Callisto. Stay tuned because we're going to tell you all about the crazy. The destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. All right. Don't want to hear what I have to say. Hey guys, welcome. Come on, you have to dance. She said specifically she's not going to dance. Oh, thank you, Steven. Now I'm feeling it. There you go. Just need a little light. <laughs> Get you going. Welcome, guys. After show for Bull. We are here. I am back. Excited to be back. Oh, yeah. I like that beat that was right there. right on time. Right on cue there. <laughs> Welcoming us. Uh, my name is Nadine Delapella. You guys can find me everywhere at Nadine DP3. And to my left is Oliver. <laughs> Oliver, Olivia, same difference. Uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the real underscore O underscore G. I'm so excited. The real OG. That That's we haven't right. been back together in a couple weeks now. It's reunited. Reunited. Excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Excited. All right. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about our thoughts right now. Thoughts uh, initially on this episode. Because it was a little different than the past episodes. We traveled in this episode. Uh-huh. We went out of the office, out of our little normal bullpen. Oh. Oh. You guys like what I did there? You, oh, my God. I do. So good. We left the bullpen, <laughs> and we went down to Callisto. <laughs> so what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Callisto? What are your thoughts of the episode itself, about journeying well, out south? First of all, I could, don't think I could ever live in a place like Callisto. You don't it's think very, you could live in Callisto? I just said that so you could speak to me in an accent. <laughs> um, I don't know. So obviously, we see it's a very small town, even smaller mines. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of, luckily, Bull's kind of prepared for everything, and he anticipates all the everything that's going to happen. But it seems like they're very simple people. Yeah. Very similar, and they're all like very close, and everyone mm-hmm. knows each other. Are you from a town where people know each other, or <laughs> um, like that to that extent? Not to that extent. I mean, not. I probably wouldn't know um, my neighbors going on a fishing trip, but yeah, that was crazy, right? Yeah, that was weird. Was he like, I don't know what the guy's name was. He's like, Jerry, don't worry, we're gonna make sure you get out on time for your fishing trip. Are you? You should just do this whole after show in an accent. Is it actually even good? I think, I think everything so. I do is great, so I don't think it is. <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. All right, there we go. The real OG <laughs> gives the approval, so you know, maybe I'll just throw it in here and there. Uh, so yeah, so this episode though, it started off like I thought I was watching Grey's Anatomy. With the opening scene. Oh, I know. And I was like, wait, are we on the the wrong channel? It was so dramatic. It was very dramatic. They're at an operating table, and Mm. then this woman out of nowhere comes up like a superhero and saves the person's life that's on the table. Superhero or angel? Ooh. You see that lead? (laughs) Yes, I will go with angel. I will change it. The angel of New York Sacred Heart, to be Mm -hmm. specific. Uh, So as we see, it's uh, this woman, her name's Carrie Ketchum. She has developed this drug that helps... Uh, here, hemophilia B. That's a specific one. I'm not really good with all the medical terms, guys, so we'll, you know, I'm kind of like the jury in, uh, in Callisto. <laughs> we'll just say that. So, yeah, so she saved her sister with this drug that she developed in her own lab, and she's now being sued by uh, this guy named, I always forget how to pronounce his name. Wind- Windemere? Windemere. Yeah, I'm not sure name. of his first name. Yeah, Windemere. We'll just, yeah, we'll just go with Windemere. It's very interesting I don't know. Interesting name. We'll just throw that out. His name. Uh, so Carrie Ketchum and Windermere. So yeah, so they're in a patent lawsuit with each other. Uh, he says that basically she stole his drug. Mm-hmm. And so Bull has decided to take on this case. 
And I think that a big thing about it, I think Bull kind of wanted to go back to Callisto because he, you know, we find out that he had lost a case in Callisto, which we, I thought that Bull never lost, so did his entire team. Um, and we find out that Callisto is a town where you don't want to try or be a defendant there because the prosecution normally always wins because, as we were saying, it's just such a small town. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's in Texas, and he calls it the Circles of Hell. So what do we think about Bull being so anxious and so prepping everyone like a general, basically, to go down there? Do we think that he was, in the beginning, did you think it was a little bit overreacting? Or I mean, he was kind of overreacting, but I think he enjoys a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. And since he since he anticipated it being difficult, he wanted to prepare himself and his team in every way because as you as we saw, like no one was really prepared for anything. Mm-hmm. I thought at first he was overreacting, but when they land and it's like their space is taken away, their bags are mysteriously lo- yeah. like their luggage is lost, then I realized the seriousness of it. Yeah, and he I even quoted him. He goes to the team before they leave, he goes, I am your general and I am in full command. <laughs> and like, I was just like, yeah. Okay. Like, calm down, boy. <laughs> like, calm down. We're just going to Callisto. Yeah. But yeah, but they get there and uh, he makes Cable stay back. Cable mm-hmm. gets a little upset with that, that she has to stay back. But everything he does, we're now realizing is kind of for a purpose. I mean, you do need one of your big team members to say back. Someone needs to stay in the bullpen. True. Keep Bull in line at the bullpen. <laughs> I'm just going to keep using that all night. Um, so, yeah, so yeah, like you said, like they lost their hotel room, lost their bags, and then all of a sudden, this uh, Merrill Devers, who's Bill's, Bull's local friend, we find out, who's actually the, also the attorney. He's just this dude in town who, at first, before we realize that he's like, the attorney for the case. He's like he's Tom King, yeah. Handyman. He's like he superstar athlete. all kinds of hats. Yeah, all kinds of hats and like everyone in town loves him and knows mm-hmm. him. So it's a smart decision that Bull decides to make him the attorney. But we find out that he's never even tried a case in front of a jury. Like, you're really going to put all your eggs in him and one right. basket with him? But to I wasn't really worried because, first of all, I, I have so much faith in Bull. Like, I feel like he just he knows it all but it seems like I I figured that they were going to kind of prep him and just tell him everything to say which they pretty much did yeah. so though he's the he's the attorney he's a person standing there like it's not necessarily his mind and his yeah. his like approach to the case kind of just the body that's there yeah kind he's of literally the body the robot for them you know yeah. the puppet I guess but he's a funny puppet though all yeah. his little one liners we'll get into those later but he was well cause he, know, he knows how to work a crowd he knows the crowd <laughs> he's like helped the crowd fix exactly. like fences and stuff like that um but what we also see in the town of Callisto which I think it's so crazy that a, a law firm called Bender, Lindsay and Partners they are just all over town they mm-hmm. have their branding everywhere which I think is strange for a law firm I could see like other like I don't know like other industries like yeah. like maybe alcohol like industries or that type of thing but not a law firm to be so even on coasters at the bar to have their well, branding on to, uh i'm not sure there's something very similar in my hometown is actually there? i don't i'm not sure if they're a law firm but there is like a there is one company and it's not like it's like this big like brand name they're just like local people and they have like a, a t-ball team named after them no like way. fields named after them yeah it's kind of weird so you are from a small town kind of i mean i suppose yeah there you go the truth comes out <laughs> uh, but yeah but i just thought that was just hilarious everywhere you see the sign and then mm-hmm. we meet diana uh lindsay and she is the lead prosecutor and we find out that there's like a little thing, a little, something, something. A little naughty 
naughty, naughty that may have been <laughs> happening between her and Bull down there back in the past. Oh. Uh-oh. And she talks about, like, I'm happy you, like, shaved. What did she call it? I forget what she called his mustache, but she referred to it in some weird term because she said that the whiskers tickled her when they kissed. Oh, I know. And I was like, oh, goodness. That I don't want a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I can't want to hear about whiskers tickling, uh, you know, <laughs> something I don't want to uh, look at. So anyway, so Meryl takes them because they're not able to stay anywhere else. So mm-hmm. he finds them a barn to stay in. And the barn is also where they set up all their tech. They basically brought the bullpen there. Um, and they start looking for, for bugs. For And everyone's like, why? Do you really think, like, that? Is this how bad the prosecution is? Mm -hmm. And Bill's like, yes, please just believe in me. And and what he said prior to them leaving, too, he's like, I'm going to tell you guys to do things. I'm going to say things. I'm not going to have time to explain it. So just go with it. Mm -hmm. And I think in the beginning they were hesitant, but then slowly, slowly they're like, okay, yeah, we're just going to listen to you. Yeah, I mean, as more and more things kept happening, it was pretty obvious that this was just out of their control. Yeah. And it's kind of like... Like, do you think something like this could really happen? Like, for that to be so corrupt, it's kind of, I don't know, it's scary. Like, what if you were the person that was being tried in this case and all that you just don't have a standing chance? Now, everyone has a team, like Bull's team, to back them up. Yeah, no, that's completely valid. And um, it's, it's, Bull has been there before, and luckily he knows what to do, but you're right. No one kind of would stand a chance. I also think it's interesting that this one little small town is just, known for, like, patent cases and stuff. Yeah. Like, why are patent cases just so prone there? I, but I don't why know. did... Do you... I don't know if I missed something, but why is it... She's trying to make this drug, like, nationwide. Mm-hmm. Why is the case only... Why is this case only in Texas? Well, it's because of where she decided... There was, like, six or seven states where she decided she wanted to start distributing into. Yeah. And that fell into the jurisdiction of those states and they're the ones that picked it up basically so because she wanted to distribute in texas and like two other states surrounding it Mm -hmm. they're like okay well we'll just try this in callisto and i think because they have a well-known reputation um they they got it for whatever reason Uh, i know they explain all this like fine detail stuff so quickly yeah it's a very short episode so short and so hard especially because they're throwing out medical terms on top of like Legal terms. Legal terms. I'm like in the dark. No, I'm watching a television show to like <laughs> rest my mind. That's I feel like the feel like the jury. Like just explain it to me in like apples and flour like terms. That, yeah, just simplify tell, it. Exactly. For me. In food. If you talk about all this in food to me, I am a game. Food Network <laughs> is my favorite channel. Let's just throw that out there. Um, so yeah. So Winmere, the uh, the the guy who's who's filed the lawsuit, he says that he invented the drug. That he was the one that did this and. We find out that Cable, doing all her little research and work, um, find out that uh, that Carrie actually had lied, sort mm-hmm. of, to to Bull, which you never want the person you're defending to to lie to you or keep secrets from your legal team. I don't know why you would do that. Like, right. you want to have the best... Like, like if I was, like, someone who... If I was the defendant, I would tell my legal team everything. Like, you have to. Well, it's because, necessary. Because the prosecution's going to find everything you're hiding. Like, uh-huh. let's be real. Like, we've all you watched have... enough TV. They well, find if it. you, like, want... I mean, if you want help with something, you have to anticipate all the little holes in the whole situation. Exactly. So there's no point in hiding it. But basically what we find out is that back in the late 90s at Hudson University, her little sister was actually in Winmere's study. So, and she has access to all of his material. (laughs) So she 
actually knew everything about this drug, how it was put together. It wasn't that she just randomly created something that was right. similar. It's she exactly knew what this drug was. So Cable obviously uncovers this, and Bull and the team have to confront her. And she basically just gets uh, defensive, and kind of what her defense says is, Basically, he's doing it for the money, and he's been sitting on this for so many years. I'm trying to help my sister and everyone else that's affected by this. So I'm doing it for the right reasons. And her statement right there is just, like, done. Like, the jury's going to kind of love you for that. Yeah. Or I felt, at least. Well, I mean, I definitely felt for her. And it's, like, unfortunate that situations like this are reality, that sometimes money money has power over, like, money takes priority in most people's minds. But... Since, I mean, I don't want to bring this up now, but it's just like the fact that um, Lindsay, all Lindsay said was, you know me, I'm on his side, like do what you got to do. It's like that really speaks to the dynamic of that town and of the court. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and, and speaking of that, um, we get into the courtroom and (laughs) it's just them trying to pick the jury was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Right. Because they start off, okay. Like, whatever. And then we see um, Meryl, he's, like, talking to the jurors. Like, you realize that everybody really knows each other. They're, like, friends. Like, Mm -hmm. really friendly with each other. Um, But what happens is they're interrupted by a tornado warning. And all of a sudden, the big siren goes on. And the judge is like, oh, okay, instead of recessing and being like, okay, we'll pick this up. He just randomly picks, like, four people from the town that he knows. And it's like, can you do that? You can't can't do that. I don't know if you can do that. I mean, he's he's technically the judge and legally the the judge who's overseeing all this. Although, like, there's definitely a judge and there's definitely someone in charge, but... Isn't there, like, protocol? Like, don't you have to, like, follow certain rules? I would think so, but, I mean, I guess it's not until you bring someone else of a higher power down there to kind of, like, make sure things are going straight. Yeah, I guess But the funny part was that Bull was just, like, rolling with this whole entire situation. The judge was calling the shots, even right from the beginning, like, um, what's the security? Is it Bailiff? The bailiff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the bailiff. Okay. <laughs> so he was, you know, giving the whole spiel in the beginning, and he was just like, all right, enough. A storm's coming. Like, let's get this show on the road. And not all- right from the jump, I knew that it was going to be, like, kind of a corrupt situation. Yeah. It's- yeah, and, like, he just had complete control over everything that was happening in the court. Even when they tried to bring in, like, a mock jury, he just kicked them out. Yeah, and it's like, can you do that? I mean, I guess you can. Like, that's what I I don't know. I don't know the legal aspects of it, but I know that the judge is like the leader of the courtroom, so he has say everything that happens in there. I mean, we stand up when he walks into the room, (laughs) so he is like the dictator of the courtroom. So he has all the rules. Um, but yeah, but we find that out that no mirror jury is going to be allowed in this case. Mm -hmm. Which is what the heck is the point of Bull being there if they're not allowed to do what? They're there to do, have a mirror jury. So I just find, I don't know, I just found found that interesting and odd that Bull took on this case knowing full well that he wasn't going to be able to do his, what he, like, uh, what he's good at doing to help the case. Well. So I think he took it on just because he wanted to go back. Exactly. Like, I think that he knew that it wasn't going to be, like, the typical situation that he's usually put in, but he definitely had something to prove Mm -hmm. and maybe he went back. Just to, like, prove yeah. a point. Just to prove, see if he could win. He just yeah. obviously seems like someone who doesn't want to lose. Very competitive guy. Mm-hmm. And he had a lot of unfinished business back then. Right. Um, but what they what they realize, what, what Bull and the team they need to prove is 
that it wasn't uh, the obvious aspect, that if it wasn't obvious to put both parts together in his study, if he didn't uh, like specifically say that this part goes with this part to create her product, mm-hmm. then she can win. So that's what they have to prove. Um, and then we realized that the jurors that were picked, only three of them have an education past high school chemistry when it comes <laughs> to science. So I mean, I have an education past that, but it probably doesn't even matter because I still wouldn't know what is going on. I mean, yeah. would you? No. I don't know how blood clots, and I don't really know about, like, the oxygen. and Yeah. I mean... Like I'm more of a creative than a technical. Yeah, hence, we're person. here chatting about. And this here stuff we and are not, not figuring out <laughs> molecules yeah. and, and drugs. Or, you know, I'll go to my lab later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, it's crazy. Yeah, and even like like cases that are like murder cases and stuff that the jurors have to sit there for like months mm-hmm. and listen to and stuff. I don't know. Like I, that's how I'm gonna to get, get out of through. jury duty for one of those things. I'll be like, yeah. I'm not gonna understand. I'd be anything. like, I actually went to art school, so I don't really know what you're talking about. <laughs> You don't want me here. Um, but yeah, so, and Lindsay, uh, she's just being completely just like, she specifically goes, this is my town, my people, my jury. Oh, she's sassy. She has attitude, but she knows. Because, I mean, I would want to be a lawyer there, too. I would win every well, case. she if owns that's what, everything. Like, that is kind of... Good for her. That's kind of rad. She's a boss. She kind of controls an entire town. She's got it going on. Which is kind of amazing. I mean, it's Um, great in her favor, but anyone up against her is sorry. Yeah, right? You don't have a chance. Exactly. So, and then we go, so now we go into opening statements. And um, basically, Lindsay's whole statement is that she was a thief. She stole, it's simply put, like it was like one sentence opening statements for both of these guys. Yeah. Right? It was that, um, that Carrie was a thief and stole the products and that was it. But they have to put it in like the si- relevant, simplest terms. Didn't mm-hmm. she, she used the example of like a tractor yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she used the example of, of a, truck. a truck. She was like, if so, if your truck is, that's, that's what's funny though, is that they like, they related to all of us. It's like we're. It's a word. It's like a word problem <laughs> in my kindergarten. If you, have, like, a if truck. you have a truck <laughs> and it, someone takes it and it goes missing, it's like they they can't understand the concept of like theft. Like yeah, <laughs> you're explaining okay. what theft is. So yeah, she goes yeah. If you take a th- truck, someone takes it. It's still your truck, and yeah. that's basically it. So then Meryl comes up and goes okay. But if next to the truck, if I'm your neighbor, next to your truck, I see a garden hose. And then I decide to put a garden hose onto a truck, and then I go around town, and I call it a fire truck, and I save lives. I'm a hero. And that's what he says. Well, good for him, because that like, makes perfect sense. Like, you go, Meryl. Like, that is amazing. Like, from, like that's how they're both their opening statements. I love it. I love, I love this town. It's wonderful. Um, and then there was another analogy that... That they use about a toaster and a clock when they were talking later on. We're just talking about the funny analogies. Um, basically, like, there was the toaster that was invented, and then there was a clock, and then someone mashed those two together, but they were never saying that, oh. I know, right? And then you had the toaster with the timer on it. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Wait, just a little side note. Yeah. Did you ever see that meme of there the knob on the side of the toaster, and it's like, my whole life, I thought that knob was, like, determine the darkness of your toast. And a lot of people thought that, too. But, like, did you know it was for time? Yes, I knew it was for time. <laughs> you never saw that. I'm like, remind me to show you when we leave. Because, How do you like, want your toast? Uh, three darkness. Five. Three, yeah, I love, like, three. If it was a three, it would be, like, 
kind of soft, like not too crunchy, but like seven, we're talking like some black toast, like yeah. some burnt toast. Do you realize you made that so much more complicated for yourself your entire life? But I'm not, <laughs> the fact that there's a meme about it means that it, I'm not the people. only one that thought this. You guys so. are all from Callisto. It's okay. I know. The truth comes Apparently out. this, this like analogy would not make sense for me but whatever yeah that's fine that's funny no i need to see that we'll see that and we'll share it we'll share it in the comments guys yes we'll show it all to you um and so what they do too so what bull decides to do is uh danny has been missing from this entire episode um she's involved with you know the whole she does a lot with audio and stuff and trying to get audio files and figure stuff out for the team uh so she was on assignment and all of a sudden they're eating at this restaurant which seems like the only restaurant in town oh yeah I bet it's it right is. next to the courthouse and she's a nice little waitress with the entire <laughs> accent and she has the whole get up the plaid shirt and yeah. the tummy showing and uh she is doing some full-on like fbi infiltration into this restaurant so she can try and, you know, see what the town is talking about. Because if they're not allowed to have, which I think is interesting because I think that Bull already knew that they weren't going to have a mirror jury Mm -hmm. because he had put Danny there prior to them even going. Mm -hmm. So he already knew that it was going to fail, but he just went along with it, which is interesting. It's interesting that he's just kind of rolling with the punches. Instead of fighting it and being like, this is corrupt, like we're not following the law, he's... Kind of, he's playing their game. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, he's, he's, I think, and we realized towards the end too, which we'll talk about, but he's doing it because he's trying to just, I think, I mean, he is a psychiatrist. Like, he mm-hmm. had, he knows how the mind works, so he's doing kind of um, reverse psychology on them yeah. in a sense. And he's making them think one way when he's actually going to do another thing. I guess. And get another answer out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so, so Danny basically, as she's serving all these jurors who have lunch there, and they're talking openly about the case. With Which their... is definitely not legal either. None of this <laughs> is legal. None of this makes sense. I feel like this is a town that's just like, has they doesn't follow no the Constitution. Shit. Right. <laughs> like, they have their like, own Constitution they, of it life. Just, they are like a separate... They don't, they don't apply... They're separate from the rest of the country. They're, Rules don't apply to them, apparently. Yeah, they're their own little zone of world there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so she basically overhears them a few times, and they find out that the jury prefers Lindsay still over Meryl. Mm-hmm. Even though Meryl is so loved in the town, but Lindsay has coasters, and Lindsay has billboards <laughs> and signs. That's when you know you've made it. Like, you have a coaster. Now I'm just gonna print coasters in my face. <laughs> and, and like, just... plant them at bars. That's <laughs> That's how you pick up guys. You're it's like, kind of brilliant. It's a coaster of my face on it. And just like the number. <laughs> that is kind of business a- cards, coasters. Same I'm thing. actually gonna do that and like do like see how many calls I get or something. <laughs> like that's funny. And do a few like one can be like all businessy and like one can be lawyer, doctor. Test it out. Like yeah. which which trade would get yeah. you the most callbacks? And I'll get like six phones. And each trade goes to a different phone. Let me let me know how that goes. Yeah, we're gonna do all of this. Don't worry, <laughs> it's gonna be great. I'm gonna get Bull on my team. We're gonna we're gonna have fun. Uh, so yeah, so so she's getting all this analysis, and and that's how they're basically because they don't have a mirror jury. That's basically how they're figuring out how the jury's leaning and how and who's gonna vote one what way or the other. Um, so it's a very authentic mirror jury, I guess, because it's, yeah. there's no mirror. It's just the jurors and what they're talking right. about out loud illegally. Um, so what happens is one night they all decide to go out to the bar and everyone's there and, uh, Meryl gets very, very drunk because Lindsay knows that his weakness. She's so sneaky. 
His weakness is shots, which I mean, I think is everyone's weakness, <laughs> I will say. So, rookie mistake, Meryl. Like, yeah. why are you, you can't be doing that. Why are you drinking? Why are you having shots? And, uh, and it's, it's interesting too. It all shows once again that Bull was doing this all on purpose. Instead of Bull being like, oh, no, he shouldn't be drinking right now, or no, we shouldn't be at the bar. He's just letting it all happen just so that she thinks that she's winning this game. Yeah. When she's not, Bull's in control. Is he in control, though? I don't know. Yeah. When you wake up without your pants on, are you in control? Can we talk I'm about that? I'm not sure. Oh, I don't really was, know. There was a cow next to him, too. He yeah, wakes up in the middle so of the bizarre. lawn with his pants off and a cow. Like, what do you think when that happens? So, I mean, I, you like, don't what? know what to think. Like, what? Like, like, <laughs> like you don't really know. Ooh, and then on he, in and he rode the cow as that mm. song played. <laughs> <laughs> Back into town, no like a on. boss. Like no, a but boss. did she take his pants so she could um, take the book? Yeah, Why'd I she think... take his pants, or just to, just to spice I think, spice of the situation. I think just to like make him walk through the town with no pants on, and people are supposed to like respect him, and no one knows who he is. Yeah, I think that's kind of what it was. Yeah, because if you want the book, you can just take the book. That's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, so as they're so uh, that night though, um, I love that they're they're bringing Meryl back to the barn in a wheelbarrow. Oh, I know. You know how heavy that wheelbarrow must be. Like I have to like a human in there. Like put mulch in that and stuff for my mom, and then I help her with landscaping, and that's heavy. And then a human body, man. I don't I know. Can't say I know, str- know what you're talking about, but I believe you. <laughs> never, never done put it a human in a wheelbarrow before <laughs> no. and, and dragged it unconscious. I mean, there's a first time for everything. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Okay, all right. That's what you said. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they bring Meryl, and they find out that the barn was broken into, and everything was just destroyed. And the computers, I mean, the computers are kind of funny though. They all had the same thing, and it was just blinking. Yeah. And I was like, come on, guys, you couldn't have done like turn a few and off. And the or, papers like, are like spread everywhere with their like logo on it yeah it was like a perfect mess kind of it was a perfect mess exactly it was a perfect like a very staged mess i don't know it was i don't know why i'm so like intrigued by how they set up that mess but how do you really make a mess anyway so they found out that everything was taken laptops were stolen uh his book was taken i don't so we don't know if his book was in his pants or if his book was there right but i also want to bring up that the whole entire book was staged and i wasn't understanding what like what he was setting up, but he asked for what's what's the football player's name again? His assistant, whatever. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It is. I wrote a chunk. Chunk, chunk. Yeah. That's his name. He always has a book on him, and uh, Bull asked for his book, and he was like, "Oh, you're finally taking notes." And yeah. he just he like just stood there pretending like he was. So she thought that he all his plan his mm-hmm. plan was in this book, but then at the end of the episode, did you see it said like bullshit? Yeah, inside the book, and I was like, "Yes, (laughs) it says bullshit." It's so clever, it's so amazing. I love that they made him Doctor Bull because there's so many little things you can do, like bullpen. Hey, hey, and the Bulls theme song. Thank you, Steven. Yes, thank you. That was great. I love. I look up. (laughs) You're not up there, but the engineer gods. The engineer gods. Um, so yes, and then Bull, like we said, he's in the middle of the field next morning, and they all meet at the, at the restaurant. And Bull, I love, just goes straight to the restaurant with no pants on. It's not like he goes to the barn to try and get more he clothes or anything. Care. He does not care. And they all show up, and everyone looks hungover. And Carrie's just like, "Is this my team right now? Like, yeah. this is what's happening. Like, three of you are hungover. You don't have pants on. <laughs> You're so obsessed with food right now. Right? Nobody's gonna help me." And he's just sitting there like. Yeah, this was all intentional. So and, got under and I didn't believe... Did you believe him there? Or did no. you think he was just covering up? I... 
you know, it's hard for me to believe that waking up in the middle of fields with no pants on next to a cow is intentional, but apparently it was. Yeah, Nicely I, planned. Yeah, I guess some people, you know, to each his own. That's <laughs> what we've realized. Um, so he says, yeah, he says it's all intestinal or in- intentional. <laughs> intentional. <laughs> intentional. I was reading another word here. Um, so, yeah, so while they're there, though, uh, the strudel recipe theory comes to fruition, I guess. I did not know where he was going with that at all. I knew I when like, he picked it, it up and took it that it, something clicked in his head. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's the only reason he's leaving unless he just wants to really just savor this moment with mm-hmm. this strudel and weird, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so the the strudel recipe theory, it was basically uh, the different parts of the strudel that's made like flour and, and apples and, and et cetera, whatever else is. Cinnamon, sugar, Cinnamon, sugar. Eggs. Yeah, there you go. The rest of it. See, I could, I'm going to make one when I get home. Because <laughs> you pay attention to food. When food's on the television, yes. you pay attention. I fell into the trap. I you guess. did. You see it work. Now you know how to make a strudel. Um, so basically, the theory is is that um, that the original doctor he wanted to save money, whereas Carrie wanted to save lives. So he wanted to just give the minimal amount out um, of this product, or not really work on it, and couldn't really figure it out. Where it would just it would help people, but just for a short amount of time, mm-hmm. not for a long period of time. And what she did is she made something where it'll help you for a year, so you don't yeah. have to constantly be getting this injected into you. Um, and so they tested this theory out on kids. We realized that instead of being able to have an adult near a jury. They had little kids. It was so sweet. <laughs> but the kids were so smart. Yeah, they're right. <laughs> he was explaining it. In this, he's like, so he simplified it as like you could either make apple juice or you could make a strudel. Mm-hmm. And when Demir chose to make apple juice, whereas Carrie chose to make the strudel, and then they just dropped it down like so. Basically, <laughs> he just wanted to save money, and yeah. she wanted to save lives. Yeah, and they were like, "Got him done." And it's so interesting because these kids are growing up in this town. Mm-hmm. So and how are they smarter, smarter than the adults? Like, who says that millennials aren't smart? <laughs> Come on, right? Yeah, we're smarter than Gen X, Gen Y, and. <laughs> Oh, killing it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so strudel recipe works, and they decide to basically, you know, test this out in, in court as well, and, and it works. And um, as they're entering into there, though, we see that most of Bull's team is gone, and mm-hmm. it's just basically Bull and, and Merrill. And, um, and they wanted to show that they were, like, defeated, and they sh- told Lindsay that, yeah, we're just... We're gonna lose. There's you know, there's nothing we can do. And she's all like excited with like the hair blowing. She blow, seems like a win. smart woman though. How are you gonna I don't fall know. for that? Yeah, I don't know. And I, come on, girl. See, because she thinks because he really fell into it because they had that whole love. That's thing what happens. You can't never get too cocky. Mm-mm. No, and she thought she was. Being, I bet you she was taking water shots too oh, all night. Probably. She definitely. She had was. it all. She probably roofied him. Yeah. Well, clearly she did something to him. Um, so yeah, so then they go through, you know, the end and, and as they're at closing remarks, um, there is another tornado warning. Mm -hmm. And so she quickly just says, she's just like, you know, me basically and he didn't do it like her and she stole it and that's it and like sits down. She, cause that's, she thought that's all it was going to take. Yeah. Like. You know me, I know him. Let's let's wrap this up. Literally is what she said. Mm-hmm. And so and then as soon as it's time for Meryl to give his closing, der, der, the tornado uh, Wait, what did it sound like? Der, der. 
<laughs> With this too. There was With a hand finger. motion. A fake hand just came on screen and just did that. <laughs> All right. So, um, so yes, yeah, so fake tornado is uh, well, well, what they think is a real tornado. And then we see Cable. I was so this dying is the best laughing. part of the entire episode. Cable is doing a fake weather report at the bullpen mm-hmm. in front of a green screen, and there's like a hose pouring on her, and there's wind, and she's so pretending awesome. she's a reporter. But did you it's realize great. they kind of foreshadowed that in the beginning when she's like, "Bull, I can't, I can't predict the weather. Like, I can't control the weather." Yeah. And then later on, she did. And she actually did. So yeah, so they did that, and they used that video to. It's crazy social media when people will believe. And I know. They had a fake station on that. She's and, like, it's even on Twitter. Yeah. And it's like, oh. I forgot everything on Twitter is true. Exactly. I mean, also, she's a lawyer. millennials, we would know that. We kind of rock. Know. We kind of rock. <laughs> Cable's kind of my hero. I will. I know she's so awesome. I love her. So cool. Mm-hmm. Like she just puts her feet up and does her work and eats, and that's how I am at work, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love you, Cable. Um, so yeah, so that's the other thing. Those Lindsay just like automatically assumed. She's like, look, yeah, it's on Twitter. It's like you're a lawyer, honey. Like. I don't know how she made a name for herself. Whatever. It's fine. So the, this is all staged in order to get everyone into the little tornado safe house bunker. Mm-hmm. And um, we have Carrie and Win- I can never say his name. Windermere. Win- Windermere. 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 I don't know why it's so difficult. It's not that difficult. <laughs> um, so Carrie and Windermere into a room together. And, um, and they have the bailiff in on this too. Because he was texting, Bull texted the bailiff, and then, uh, didn't Bull text the, the bailiff saying now? And then who, oh no, he, he must texted have texted. Cable. That's who he texted. And Cable rigged all of, she rigged like the storm alert. To do all of that. Which is why everybody's phones are going Because at first I thought that he texted the bailiff, and the yeah. bailiff was now on their side because, you know, he was. Yeah, I could see why that could get confusing. You know, it just all happened at It's my fault, guys. The same I, time. There wasn't food there. I wasn't paying attention, okay? <laughs> Anyway, so they're down in this bunker, and everyone gets to hear um, the actual truth of Windermere and Carrie, and mm-hmm. how Windermere's kind of like, hey, that's kind but of amazing what you did. don't you also, you're a doctor, you're an intelligent man, you just, you fell into that trap. Yeah. But I mean, after I kind of felt bad, like I, f- dude, I sort of felt bad for him, but at the same time I didn't. It's like... Maybe you're kind of doing it for selfish reasons. You just want money. But mm-hmm. he did, like, he he paved the road for her to become successful with this drug. You know what I mean? He started it, and he created all these em- elements, and all she had to do was put it together. So yeah. really, fair to say it was kind of his, but his intentions at first weren't good ones. Yeah, but I mean, also, though, he's been sitting on this for, like, 17 years, mm-hmm. and people have been, like, dying and right. stuff. Right, so you have to have so, people's best interest, but... Yeah, but I, I could see if he had been working diligently for 17 years trying to figure out mm-hmm. new ways and methods and trying to put the pieces together, and then he still couldn't do it, and then someone just swooped in and took it. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Right. But if he just did nothing with it, like, someone needs to do something with it. Yeah. So anyway, so so they chat, and it's actually a really nice conversation. That's what I mean. It's I can't believe sweet. he just, like, fell into that. And yeah. com- well, Compassion. Yeah. Takes over you. Like, I don't know. Sometimes, like, yeah, he was in it for, like, he was upset and for the money and then just hearing her and hearing the true story about her sister. They didn't really set him up to be a bad guy. We didn't even hear really anything from him during the whole entire episode. Yeah. It was, I feel like Lindsay was more of the villain than he was. 
Yeah, because she rules that town of yeah. what Bill calls hell. The and he pretty much didn't say anything. And then it was his decision to just drop the whole entire case because yeah. I, at first I was kind of skeptical to that he really, you know, cared about her sister, Kira, but mm-hmm. then... I mean, he he really did genuinely care about yeah, her. Yeah, and, and it works. So, yeah, so he decides, he's just like, hey, to Lindsay, like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. Right at closing arguments, too. Right. Like, that's when you're, like, it's crazy. And I love that she didn't fight him on it, either. Mm-hmm. She was just like, okay. But wouldn't you think that she would want, like. She would put, the, but at that point, know. it's too late. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, put pressure, I thought she was going to put pressure. I thought that right. was more her type. So yeah, so then basically Bull wins in the case they, I mean, did they win though technically? If there was actually no if he dropped he, it. He like so surrendered. He surrendered. So did Bull technically win or does Bull still have a loss there? Like mm. did he even out or is he still a loser down there in Callisto? It's hard to say. I don't know. Because he, I mean, he did all this work and it seemed like he had it in the bag, but then he didn't even have to apply anything. Yeah. And I bet she, she probably had a feeling she was going to lose after he admit, he pretty much admitted to rigging the whole entire storm. So mm-hmm. she probably figured that he, something was up his sleeve and she wasn't going to push it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was crazy. It was a crazy ending. I didn't see that coming. No. Um, but I liked it. I liked that we got out of, uh, you know, where New York. they are. Yeah. The got whatever, out of the city. Got out of the city and went down to Texas. So it was a good little change of pace. Um, so mm-hmm. final thoughts on the episode. Um, Overall. I, I don't know. It was good. I'm not sure how realistic it was. I would like to see... Like, I... I, the other episodes, I felt like I was learning things from them, and mm-hmm. I guess I still learned from this episode, but some things were kind of just, like, spoon-fed to you, which yeah. I will prefer something that makes me think a little bit more. Trying to figure it out yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yes. No, I feel that, too. Uh, we did learn that Bull had a mustache. Yep. At one point, which is... Very important to the storyline. Very important, and very non flattering no. for him so uh yeah i liked it like i said i like that we you know that we left mm-hmm. the city and you know we got a little bit into our texas roots <laughs> uh so that was great um all right well i think that's it for for this week mm-hmm. and uh excited to see where they take us next week so be sure to like us on itunes follow us on twitter you know do Comment. that whole on our YouTube. Yeah, comment on our YouTube accounts. Give tweet us five stars me. on iTunes as well. <laughs> yeah, tweet at us, the real OG, and at Nadine DP and the number yes. three. All right, we'll see you guys next week. See ya. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.